Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. of number, amen? He says that he knows He knows everything about us from the beginning of time, before before you were shaped, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. So he, he knows every single thing about us and he, he ordains that and he gives it to us, amen? amen. But it belongs to him. So that makes us stewards. And we talked about the fact that we have to be what? Faithful stewards. Why? Because we're going to have to give an account to everything that we've done because there will come a time where he will say, what have you done with what I've given you? The parable of the talents talks about that a little bit. And then that the master comes back and says, what have you done with what I've given you? What are we doing with what God has given us? Are we being faithful stewards over what God has given us? Amen. Because it, we we we're talking about finances here, but but how many know that finances a lot of times are just symptoms of of what what our spiritual life really is? Because we talked about that as well. That that really the key of what God is really trying to get through our stewardship is, is really our faith and trust in Him. Amen? Because he knows that if I can trust you with a little, then I can trust you with much. You remember it said in that scripture we read, it talked about that, that, that if, if, if God can't trust you with, with unworldly, I mean with worldly things, if he can't trust you with worldly riches, then how can he trust you with the things that are, that are greater, the treasures of heaven, the treasures of God? He said, you can't even handle that. You can't even handle this, this little worldly stuff. You know, you get it and, and it's gone. You can't even you can't even manage the the time I give you. You, you. We waste time. We we waste our resources. We waste what God gives us, and God says, I, "I'm watching to see what you do with what I give you." Because if you do if you do the right thing with what I give you, the little bit I give, then it's so much more to give. Amen. It's so much more because we serve what an infinite God. We serve a God that is infinite. And that, that is hard. We say that word, but it, it's really hard to comprehend what infinity really means. Because once you get to that point of understanding what infinity means, you really just at the beginning. Because it's like it's like people say, well, well, you know, who created God? You know, well, God, God, you know, the people who don't really believe in God, they say, well, you know, well, God is just a created being. Well, I'm like, well, what created that? If you want to go down that road, what created the God that we serve? And then what created that? And then what created that? And what created that? We could go on till we die, and we still will not get to the that thing, that that thing that's called God, that infinite source, that infinite. But but here's the beautiful part of that. We connected to that. We connected to that. We are connected to that. I, I remember reading. Years ago in this book, um, and it's a good book, it's, um, it, it's by Napoleon Hill called The, uh, the Thinking Grow Rich. 
But um, Dennis Kimbrough uh, did a revision and you know kind of made it towards geared towards black people. But the one thing that struck me in that book, and I remembered it, and this was this was years ago. But he talked about the divine intelligence. Being able to be connected to the divine intelligence. And nobody ever told me something like that. And I'm like, wow, you mean that I'm connected to a divine intelligence? Meaning I'm connected to an infinite intelligence? Meaning that if I don't know it, I got access to know it? See, I don't know, but that make me happy. That made me real happy. So that not only is divine intelligence, but we got divine source. We will connect it to the divine source. God says, whatever is mine is yours. Whatever is mine is yours. So, you know, I, I use that all the time. I'm like, if I don't know it between God and Google, I'll find it out. One of them going to know it. One of them going to know it. Amen. God going to even direct me in Google. Amen. But 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 I'm saying all that to say is the fact that 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 we have to when you when you're given that much power mm. when yeah. you when you when you're in possession of that much power you really have to know how to steward that thing you have to know how to manage that thing because it, because it can it can be a curse and a blessing yeah. because some people when you know it, it's like say for instance the, the, the having the power of a car but you only five years old. That's dangerous. Nobody would give keys to little baby T and put her behind the car and say, push the gas. She probably tried. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, it's it's the power, but yes. but there, there there's a there's a there's a process. Yes. That's why, you know, we talked about the scripture. It says that the, the wealth of the wicked are laid up for the righteous or stored up for the righteous. And we talked about last week, like, well, why? Why is it laid up? Why is it stored? Money is a currency. It flows. So, God, why, why is it not flowing from the wicked to the wealth? I mean, to the righteous. Think about that. It could have said that the wealth of the wicked is flowing to the righteous. But no, it says it's stored up. So then we have to ask God, why is it why is it stored up? Why is it not just directly flowing? Why is it not directly just coming to us? And and and, and God told me it's, it's because we're not ready to receive it. We're not ready to receive it because some of our hearts turn my game up just a little bit, man. Uh, some of our hearts is not really is not really right, and money will expose that thing. Money will expose that thing. See, because the thing is, money don't change you. Money just enhances what's already there. If you was a fool, you're just going to be a rich fool. If you was a dope fiend, you're just going to be a rich, broke dope fiend. You know, you go from getting raggedy drugs to them good drugs. You go from riding in the trap to pick up your drugs to people coming to your house. But you're still a drug addict. Right. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So money doesn't change. People are like, well, if I get more, if I get more, then things will be better. No, no. If you're not handling what you have now, mm -hmm. if you can't manage what you have now, then, then he says faithful with a little, then you'll be faithful with what? Much. Faithful with much. So that's why the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. It's there for us. It belongs to us. But God says, I can't transfer it to, to you just yet. Cause, cause, you know. And I always used to know that back in the day. I said, you know, I was talking to God one day. This was, this was even before I really was starting to really fully walk with him. 
And uh, we gonna get to some words, y'all. Don't you know? You know, this this kind of workshop type thing. I'm not really preaching. I'm teaching, preaching, whatever we want to call it. But I remember talking to God, and I was like, God, why? I know you give me the the gifts and the talents and the insight and the, the and the, the wisdom to to come up with you know some some million dollar type ideas and things like that. And I said, God, why why you haven't made me a millionaire? Yeah, I see all these people getting money. Now. He said, He said, boy, if I get you that money, you'll die. That simple. He said, cause he said, cause you would you would smoke yourself to death. You would sex yourself to death. You would, you understand? You're not ready to receive all of that, cause your heart ain't right. Your heart ain't right. Amen. But how I many know now? I'm like God, my heart right. Money The heart right. All right. They say, oh, no, nah, he said, no, nah, you still got a little few little things to work on. But for the most part, I, you, you, you read it, my boy. You read it. But, but now it's just a, now the thing is a process. It's a process. Do you believe in the process? Do you believe in the process? Last week I told y'all for homework, I said to, um, to track everything that you spend for one week. Every purchase, right? I ain't even going to ask how many did it. did <laughs> it. See, look at my own wife, Lord have mercy. Oh. Ministry begins in the house. Don't you? <laughs> they like, how you gonna leave me? I, I thought about it on Monday. And she I thought just, about it. I thought about it and I forgot. It's okay. It's okay. You're okay. Ten hour shifts I work. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna see. See, see, we can come over. We can come over with reasons, right? But she, she, she's good because she, you know, she, she in my house, so you know, we, you know. Y'all roll together. Yeah, we roll together. So. So, but I, the only reason I really did that wasn't for you to really, um, you know, start creating a budget or anything, or to to really find out. But but really, what what happens when you when you do that kind of thing is it it, it puts you in what what I like to call the coaching model, which the coaching model says to first look, see, then tell the truth, then take action. See, a lot of times we don't even look at what's going on. We don't look at what's flowing in and out of our life. A lot of us don't realize how much we really take in. And we definitely don't realize how much go out. I mean, yeah, we know how much the bill costs, but in the grand scheme of things, we don't really know how much really goes out. See, see, the thing is, it's not, it's not that I was telling you to do that so that, so that you can you know, feel condemnation or feel like, well, I ain't gonna spend nothing that'll just make it easier. No, just go back to a natural thing because what it's designed to do is really to show you how you subconsciously spend. See, we know about the bills. We know the light bill, George Powell got this, and 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 and, and you know, uh, the, the gas got that, and you know, I gotta eat. And we, we know all that stuff, but it's the subconscious spending that we do. It's that, it's that unconscious spending that we do. It's that spending, what am I talking about? It's that spending that you do to make yourself feel good. You know, you, you, you're feeling a little down, so you go through your retail therapy. You know, it's, it's that spending that you do that, that, that really separates the need from the wants. You know, and I, and I always tell Pastor Paul all the time, she say, she say I, I need this. I say, do you need it or do you want it? Now, it's not that we're not going to possibly get it, but I'm always saying, do you need Because, see, we have to be careful of how we speak. Because, see, see the thing is, we as people, we're going to always get what we need. That's right. Especially if we think it's a need. That's 
You can't stop me. See, I think I needed, I needed marijuana back in the day. And wasn't nothing gonna stop me from getting it. Amen. You know, I call one number, okay, he ain't answer. Call the next number, okay, third number. I had a list, because I needed it. See, don't, that's why you can't tell people, you can't tell me that, well, you know, well, what would have what happened was, or I would have did it. No, because people do what they want to do. do. Periods. If you want to do it, if you feel like you need to do it, ain't nothing going to stop you. Jesus Christ himself can come down and incarnate and you'll still be coming up. Well, God, see what I need to do, really? Now, I know what you said, but for real, though, God, just, just please. That, that's just human nature. And so what I did that the saint did that for was to, to let us just see how, how things flow through our life. You know, so that, that was what the purpose was. So if you didn't do it last week, do it this week. Because really it was supposed to be a two-week thing. I didn't want to say two weeks because I knew you already would have, that would have put that monkey mind in like, I ain't going to do this for no two weeks. You right now and stuff for two weeks? Good God, my Lord. See, we got to move past all that. We got to move past all that because God is, if you believe this is your season, there's some things that's got to be lined up for the season to, to happen. Amen. The season happens on its own, but how many know that that that, 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 that during that season where fruit is ripe, there has to be somebody that's come to pick it off the tree. Otherwise, it falls to the ground and it serves no purpose to nobody. It just rots on the ground. Amen. So we got to understand what flows through our life because money is a currency. It is a currency. It flows through our life. But how many know a lot of times because of our lack of good stewardship, not that we're not stewards because most of us, we kind of manage our money a little bit. Okay, I'm asking. I'm asking. This is not for. This is not for for in trouble or condemnation thing. But how many people in here uh, really live off of, off of a budget? Whether it's written or not, you might got it in your head. Raise your hand if you live off a budget. Okay, so that's pretty much everybody. But but she lives off my budget. She, you live off of she live off my budget. That's just how it would be like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. I call it the plan, but it's just a, but the thing is. Right. Well, yeah, I don't like calling it a budget because a budget is like a a budget is like a diet. Yeah. It's something that you set up for all look all good and pretty, but you never gonna keep it. You know, you might die for the first couple of days and be like, so I'm hungry. You know, so I like to call it a spending plan. A spending plan, because guess what? We love spending. So now what you gonna spend your money on? Because God says in, in, in the word of God, what that the man can't serve two masters, both God and what? Mammon. Mammon meaning money. Now, I always used to ask God, that, that, why, God, that you didn't put the devil right there? Why, God, you didn't put, put, put Satan or, or the imps or, the, or even man himself? Or, you know, he said, man cannot serve two masters, both God and mammon. We can turn it if you want to. I, 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 I don't forgot what verse is in, but, but God, can, we cannot serve two masters. So that's telling me one thing, that, 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 that money could potentially be my master. Money can potentially master me. And I said, God, why you didn't put, why you didn't put uh, the devil there? Because yeah. you don't want us to serve the devil. He said, well, I ain't worried about the devil because you won't serve him because you know you're the devil. That's right. That's right. See, when the devil comes in in, in, in form, we, we know that devil. But but that devil called that, that devil called, you know, spending your money over here, spending more money than you earn, you know, 
we, we, we miss that devil. We don't realize that spirit. Amen. We don't realize that that, that, that that devil that comes in to steal, kill, and destroy our finances. God says you can't serve two masters for you will love one and what? Hate the other. That's powerful. You will love one and hate the other. What is that? Which, which chapter? Matthew 6 and 24. Think about that. You cannot, love, you cannot serve two masters. So he's telling us, one, you're going to serve what? God or money. He says that, that they're gonna, one's going to be your master or the other's going to be your master. But the powerful part in that verse is what? Is that you will love one and hate the other. Mm. So let's do some deductive reasoning. If I can't serve two masters, mm -hmm. my, the masters he's presenting to me is God and money. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. I can't serve one or the other. Mm -hmm. I mean, or both at the same time. Right? right. So I got to choose. Mm -hmm. You follow me? Yes. One is going to master me. Mm -hmm. But I get to choose. Mm -hmm. But he says also what? That you will love one. And hate the other. He didn't have no in between. He said you're gonna love one, and you're gonna hate the other. So deductive reasoning would tell me what that if I love money, then I'm gonna hate God. No matter how much I say I love God, my money really gonna show the truth. Y'all missing that? Y'all missing that? That's a powerful word right there. I say it whether y'all say it not. What a power word you just gave right Because you're going to love one and hate the other. So you remember last week I talked about it's really not about the, the, the stewardship is not about, about, about you know, money and giving more and doing all that stuff. It's really about managing what God has given you, putting and understanding. That's why we established the foundation that it all belongs to God, it all belongs to Him. First, yes, yes, yes. it all belongs to him. And that's why we did last week, I said, to, 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 to watch over your money for the week and do it next week also because you, you it's going to let you know who, who really is mastering. or Is the money mastering you or are you mastering it? See, when that money come in, you got to tell it what to do. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, it'll tell you what to do. Remember the old saying, you know, that money burn a hole in your pocket. Yeah. Amen. Right, matter of fact, I, I want to show you something. I, I bought. I had my little process. I almost forgot about it. So I looked at Brother Darius and I, he said, you going to make me drink out of that thing? I said, yeah, we're going to drink the Kool-Aid today. This is the Kool-Aid. And when I drink out, he's going to pass around and let everybody else drink. No, I'm just playing. I wouldn't even drink out of this thing. Cause, you know, anyway. This is what, this is what I wanted y'all to see. This is God. Now, I ain't want to feel all the way up because it get heavy. Ooh, now that's powerful right there. That's yeah. wording in us. Yeah. Yeah. See, when you get all filled up, it yeah. get heavy. God is heavy. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I wouldn't be able to control. Anyway, I ain't trying to go that mess. But this is God. This is, this is, pretend this is an infinite supply, right? Because this is us. This is us, right? So to this cup, this will be an infinite supply. Okay, so we, we get this, right? Mm -hmm. That this is the cup. This is us, right? 
So God is our source. This is what about stewarding and managing our money is about. God says, I got all of this. I got all this to pour into you. I am the source. You don't have to worry about anything. It all belongs to me, but I'm willing to pour into you. Right? So God pours into us. Wrong cup, wrong cup. God pours into us, right? He pours into us. And then what happens? He pours into us. Oh, it's water, it'll dry. He pours into us. Now we got holes all in us. Mm-hmm. Of one big hole. We miss now as far as money is concerned, see, we'll miss that when the water just flow through us like that. You know, the big bill, the car tire flat, somebody gotta get bailed out of jail, whatever. Whatever the big whatever the big money is, we we see that and we like, oh I can stop that spending, or I can control that spending. We see that and we can plug the hole up and say, God pour more into us. Right? However, then we say, okay, God, I, I, I'm ready. Pour, pour more into me. But then this is what happens a lot of times. These are the little things that we miss. These are the little things that, that we miss. It's the little leaks. It's the little holes. You can't see these holes. You can't see where your money going because you're not tracking it. You're not keeping up. But as you see, it's all draining out. No matter how much God pours into you. No matter, I'm making a mess. But guess what? That's on purpose. Why? Because see, when you got them leaks in your life, you making a mess. You making a mess. You you don't see the leaks. See, looking at this, y'all didn't see those holes. Y'all didn't see those leaks. But with the leaks in us, and we're not storing our money right, we're not managing our money right, the more God, God can pour this whole thing in us, how much of it will we be able to keep? How much of this would this cup be able to keep? I can keep pouring and this whole floor be sucked up because it's leaking out. God said we have to patch up the holes. We have to patch up the holes. Why? Because, see, what happens is, if we patch up the holes and we store our money right, when God pours into us, nothing comes out. Nothing comes out. God pours into us and nothing comes out, right? Right? Mm-hmm. No, wrong. Why I say that? Because, see, that's what happens to a lot of us. We get our holes patched up. We get everything together, and now we got the money, but now God is saying what? He says, I filled you up with what belongs to me. I filled you up. But is it for you just to keep it all to yourself? Is it for you to keep it all to yourself? No. There's another person. There's, a, there's, a, there's another thing. There's, there's a kingdom assignment. There's a ministry. There's, there's something else. Wrong cup. Yeah. Whole bunch of so you, you check. See, he examined. You got to examine. You got to examine what's going on. But see, God fills us up. Why? So that we can pour. Now I ain't got to give it to him all. But guess what? Even if I give it to him all, right? All I got to do is do what? Go back to the source. God, I need some more. He said, okay. 
Because you willing to give. Yes, yes, yes. So you need some more. Okay, fine. See, and it get to a point where, where God says that you given you that you such a giver, you so you so like me that, that I'll continue to pour. So now it starts to overflow. So now you gotta find stuff to catch yes, it. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it all starts why? It all starts by what? By what? It all starts by what? Connecting to the source and plugging up those holes. Connecting to the source and plugging up those holes. Connecting to the source and plugging up those holes. Connecting to the source and plugging up those holes. Connecting to the source and doing what? Plugging up those holes. Do you see what the leaks can do? The leaks can do. Not the not the not the leaks, not, not the, the sister leaks and the little leaks. The LEAKs. LEAKs. They it it causes a mess in our life if we don't watch what we're doing with our finances. Yes, yes. We don't have anything left over to give. We don't have anything left over to, to, to even do what, what God. Remember last week I talked about the fact that, 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 that being a good steward helps, helps us because God might have a kingdom business that he, he wants you to do or, or a book that he wants you to put out or, or, the, or the, the start of a, a food bank or whatever. All that stuff requires money. But if we if we so bad managing our money, then how 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 can God get that into the atmosphere? See, it ain't always just about giving, but it's about it's about being the steward over what God has given. Yeah. Amen. Because that helps us to be more like Him. Yeah. Because we know that what God is a giver. Yes. God is a giver. Amen. Because yeah. what does it say in John three sixteen? We all know that one. Yes. For God so loved the world that He what. Yeah. He gave his only son. First yes. Timothy 6 and 17 says, Command those who are rich in the present age not to be haughty nor, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but the living God who gives us richly in all things to enjoy. Proverbs 2 and 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth and come knowledge and understanding. First Corinthians 3 and 7 says, So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. God is a giver. First Corinthians 15 says that, but, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 84 and 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and mercy. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he hold. No good thing will he hold. He said, I won't hold back from you. He, he, I just need you to be more like me. I'm a giver, so I need for you to give. He says, because see, when you give, see, the world economy says, the, the, their man says that when you give, you lose. Right, right. But God's economy says, when you give, I give the increase. Yes, yes, yes. yes. When you give, I give the increase. 
When you give me your time, I give the increase. When you give me your talent, I give the increase. When you give of your treasure, I give the increase. See, stewardship, we're talking about finances, but it's all about those three things. That's why we said in the declaration, says to give of our time, talent, and treasure, because all those things belong to God anyway. Anyway, God made us to be like him. Did he not? Can we all agree that God is a giver? God is a giver. Those, those are just the verses I chose. I found this one website page. It had about, on his, on, his, on his own, it had about 40 verses with God being a giver. So that, that's who he is. He's a provider. Jehovah Jireh, that is his name. That's one of his names. That, that's one of his, 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 his attributes. He's a giver. So then it says, turn to your Bibles in John, I mean not John, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Are we getting this? Are we seeing how to do See, stewardship is so important. How we manage what God has given us helps us. And God says, at the end of the day, really it's all about, I'm trying to get you to be more like me. Because how many know that God is a faithful steward? Yes, now, didn't nobody give him what he got. <laughs> but yet, still, he still manages it. He manages it properly. Think about that. Don't believe me. Look at it. That's why he said it. The wealth of the wicked are laid up for the righteous. He said, I'm managing it. I got it. It's stored for you. I ain't spend it. I didn't run, I didn't run reckless with it. I ain't take it from him and not be willing to give it. It, it. It's here. I've been managing things properly. Now I just need you to be more like me so that I can transfer it to you. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But Genesis chapter 1, look at uh, verse 26. He wants us to be more like him. What does it say in verse 26? It says, then God said, let us make man what? In our image and our likeness. What is God like? What do we just say God is like? A giver. Come on now, help me out. And it says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth. Over all the earth. We are to have dominion over all the earth. We are to have dominion over all the earth. What is in the earth? Is not money in the earth? The riches are in the earth. Amen. So we're to have dominion. We're to have authority. We're to have what? We're to have power over those things. So that lets me know that mo no money is not supposed to master me. I'm supposed to master it. That's how God set it up in the beginning. That's right. That's it. Quit letting that money master you. How, how does money master us? Because we look at our bank accounts and, yes. and, and, and not only we look at ours, then we start comparing ours to somebody else's. And when we don't have, we miss. We let money become our esteem factor. Yes. I don't have enough, so I know people that 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 won't that won't go to that won't go to people birthday parties because they say they ain't got nothing to buy, no gift to bring. The gift is you. Thank you. Your people want to see you. You ain't been around your family in five years because you keep saying you ain't had no money to no no money to buy a gift. That's right. Because you allowing the money to master you. Yes. Because for one thing, here's a little financial tip. Guess what? The birthday come around See every year, time. same time. Plan for it. Every year. If it ain't nothing but a penny a day, mm -hmm. 
You have 365 of them at the next birthday, $3.65. You can go to Dollar Tree and get three things and have money left over. That's right, and a card. I'm just keeping it real. If you just got to buy something, there's some good little stuff you can get in Dollar Tree if you know how to shop for it, amen? It ain't what you spend, it's what it looked like, amen? He, but he made us what? To be like himself. And he's what? A giver. So that's what we're supposed to be, right? Then in verse 28, I mean, verse 27, it says, So he created God, I mean, created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. He said, first we were made, then we were created. What's the difference between that? The making is the calling. He says, I'm calling you to be a giver, but now I'm creating you. I'm qualifying you. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the qualification so that you can walk in this thing. Yes. Then in verse Verse uh, 20, 28, he says what? Here, here's the part. This is why I love God. He says, I, I want you to be like me, but guess what? I'm going to help you to do so. He says in verse 28, and God blessed, blessed them. Mm -hmm. So he wants us to be like him as a giver, but he said, you ain't even got to worry about it. You ain't got to figure out where, where it's coming from. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you, but do you believe it? Do you believe it? Amen. Amen. And God said to them, what? Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Now, what's the difference between those two things? Some people say that that's the same thing. No, it's not. Fruitful means that what you produce, you produce in and of yourself, in and of your own. Me and my wife, we can be fruitful. We can produce you both in the, you know, in the physical and the spirit, but, but it's what we produce. Now, to multiply, that's what you give out. That's what you give out because now you're saying I'm pouring into this so that now it can be another one over there. See, fruitful is what you keep. Multiplication is what's given away because now it's being multiplied. It's the thing that's going ahead of you. Amen. So that's what God is saying. I need you to be fruitful. You don't get to keep some, but I also need you to multiply. And he says, and fill the earth. And here's again, subdue it. it. Take control. Speak to your money. Tell your money what to do. Make that thing line up. Speak. See, a lot of times is, see, the bills is not our problems. Because guess what? You got to have to have bills. You got to have a place to stay. You got to have lights. You, you got to, you, you yep. know, you got to eat. You got. That's not our problem. Most of us, for the most part, I mean, I'm not trying to discount anybody's financial problems, but but we talked about that last week. That that based off statistically, if you making what was I think it was last week, I think it was if you got even fifteen hundred dollars, then you probably in the, you in the fifty percent riches of the world. So money is not the issue. It, it, it's what we do with our money. It's what bills do we create with our money. Okay, you, you might like the cable package with, with the five cable boxes in each and every room, two of the rooms you never go in, but you just want a box in there just in case you go in there. You like all the 500 channels, even though you only watch three of them, you know, so, but you like all that, and, and so therefore you like the $250 bill to come with it. Versus cutting it down and saying, you know what, I don't need all those I don't need all those boxes. Really, I'm only in one room most of the time, so let me just cut it down. Let me get the bare bone package that, that let me get a signal from the cable company, and that's all I need. That's it, that's it. 
because I'm going to find other ways to spend my time. I'm going to find a couple of little programs I like to watch, and if they ain't on, the TV ain't on. You see what I'm saying? It's about how we managing it. Now that 250 bill goes down to, to I think Comcast got the little basic plan for, for, for less than involved $70. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now guess what? You just went from 250 to 70 you saved $180. That's right. Come on now. I'm making it plain. See, we talking about we can't multiply, but we can't multiply because we keep dividing on things that we don't even really need. It's just what we want to feel good. But God says, I, I didn't make you to feel good. I made you to be a giver, to be fruitful, and to multiply. Amen. And he says in, he says in verse 28, I, I blessed you. Then in verse 29, it says, and God said, behold, I have given you every plant. There you go, given again. See, that's the beautiful part about God. He says, I want you to be something, but I'm going to help you be it. You just got to believe that you can do it through me. That's why he says in the word, what? Through Christ, all things are possible. Yeah, on your own, you ain't got no money. On your own, you you you, you robbing Peter to pay Paul. On your own, you ain't got enough money to make the ends meet. But through Christ, through the word of God, through the power of God, through the renewing of your mind, through you speaking to your money before it speaks to you. See, that money will talk to you. Yeah, go ahead, girl. You need, need them new pair of shoes. Yeah, you need, need that. Yeah, when you show up to that concert, you're going to be, when you show up to that little conference, you know you need to be sharp. You need to be on point. You want everybody looking at you when you walk in. Heads going to turn. Why not let the heads turn from your anointing? Come on. Yes. Like this. Come on, glory. Because the last time I checked, Jesus turned more heads than Jimmy Choo can any day. Jimmy Choo knew some fancy high price shoes, amen? And it says, God says, Behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree will see you in its fruit. You shall have them for food. What is he saying right there? I'm showing you how to do it. Look at the plants. What do they do? What do they do? They give of themselves to create more. Even the ones that fall dead from the tree, even the fruit that fall from the tree, when it hit the ground and it dies, guess what? The seed is in it does what? Plants more and grows more fruit. Amen? Amen. See, man can tell you how many seed is in the apple, but only God can tell you how many apples is in the seed. So you got to understand who we connected to. See, we're looking at the seed. And man can tell you, man can tell you, you only got $10. That's your seed. You only got $10. But see, man can tell you how much you lacking, but God can tell you how much you really have. Man tells you how many seed is in the apple, how many seed is in your bank account. But God can tell you what, how many apples is in the seed. Nobody can tell you, if you look at that one apple seed, that it's going to produce a million apples. Nobody, nobody, nobody but what? God. God. But see, giving, giving, giving becomes a a decision. Giving becomes a decision. We got to decide where our money flows. We got to decide where our money flows. This is what happens a lot of times. God gave me this picture a long time ago, and I hope y'all catch it. If not, I'll still explain to you. Most of us get paid over here, right? We get paid, we take it in on this hand, right? Then we have bills and all this kind of stuff and 
we give it out over here, mm -hmm. right? What does that look like? Jesus on the cross. Thank you for catching that. Crucified. Mm -hmm. You get it over here and you give it out all over there. Mm -hmm. You're crucified. Mm -hmm. Why are we still living crucified when Christ was on the cross for us? When Christ did it all for us? When Christ paid the price for us? Come down off the cross. Come down off the cross. We get and we, we give it all away. And, and nothing ever falls down to, to plant. Nothing ever. What, what song that we just had? He said that, that, that I'm reaping the seed from the seed that I sowed. Well, how can you reap if you ain't sowed nothing? If you never given anything. See, giving is a decision. Even not giving is a decision. But see, the thing is, a lot of people see giving as a burden. Hold on, I gotta here go Sunday again. I gotta, I gotta give. See, it ain't just about Sunday, cause see, giving ain't just a Sunday thing. Giving is a lifestyle, because giving is who we really supposed to be. Giving is an attribute of us, cause it's an attribute of God. And see, we love to be in Christ when it's talking about stuff that we that we can receive. But when we start talking about stuff that we got to give, oh well, I don't know about that. I don't have to think about that. Show me some more scripture, Pastor. But see, we love all his attributes when it's talking about the stuff we can, we can get. Mm -hmm. But how many know that really the giving is the way you really get it all? That's where you really get it all. He says, see, see, many see, but, but see, giving really is a relational decision. It's really a relational decision. I talked about last week, I said something about the, the, formula, for, the formula for wealth is to, to, to give, save, and spend. And I didn't say no necessary order, but that is the order. Give first. Save next. Then spend. Now, some people say, well, that's a hard way to do because, you know, I'm already barely making ends meet. Well, then guess what? That means you might need to give up some things. You might be doing some things that you might not need to be doing. You know, instead of eating out every day, then won't you pack the lunch? Eat out instead of five days a week. I know some people that work. They used to. Uh, they. I used to work at Blue Cross back in the day. They would eat. They would eat breakfast in the morning, and then they would eat lunch. You know, for lunchtime. So breakfast you talking about is is anywhere between five to to now ten dollars. Let's just say it's five dollars. That's five dollars a day. Five days a week, twenty five dollars. That's a hundred dollars a month. That's twelve hundred dollars a year. But that's just breakfast. Now, if you do the lunch, lunch you ain't getting away. We'll, we'll say five dollars. Let's just say five dollars. Let's just keep it easy. Where? Okay. Well, for real. But let's just say five dollars. That's ten dollars a day you have spent. Ten dollars a day, fifty dollars a week, two hundred dollars a month, twenty four hundred dollars a year. But I ain't got no money. Yeah. I ain't got no money. What can you do with twenty four hundred dollars right now? What can the kingdom do with $2,400 that everybody can just say, just for, for a year, I'm not going to eat lunch and work out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pack my own lunch or I just use it as my fasting time. For a year, if everybody in the kingdom did that. My God, Jesus. Oh, that's a whole lot of money. You're talking about $2,400 or even just the lunch time. You're talking about $1,200 from each person. Think about that just in this room. It's how many of us in this room? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 
I just keep these numbers in my head. Ten times twelve hundred is twelve thousand dollars. Jesus, mm. we can do something with that. Twelve, but we ain't got no money. Since about stewardship, 10, 10, 80 is, is what that is the give, save, and spend. They, they came up with a formula and said you should give 10%, you should save 10%, and spend 80% of what you take in. And, and, I, and I live by that, even though I've increased my numbers. The numbers are just a, the numbers are just a foundation. The, of course, they get the 10% from the tithe thing. We already talked about that real quickly. But, but, but it's the 10, it's the, and I'm gonna, I say quickly because I ain't finna spend a whole bunch of days on, on stuff because really it's about giving, amen? The, the, but 10, 10, 10, 10, 80, 10, 10, 80, that, that's the principle that, that, that is the formula for wealth because if you, if you get, and you give, you crucify. But what you gotta do is say, okay, I'm gonna I'm take in, I'm gonna take in that hundred, but I'm gonna drop off ten right here, and I'm gonna drop off ten right here, and I give out the eighty, but that don't put me fully on the cross, cause I got something that I can always come back to. I got seed that I can always come back to. Remember, I said that this, that God is the only one that can tell you how many apples are in the seed. But if we ain't got no seed, then we ain't gonna have no apples. If you spend every single dollar that comes into your possession, then you will always be relying on somebody to give you something. You will always be relying on somebody to give you a job, to give you a paycheck, to give you more money. If you eat all the apples that somebody brings you, you will always be relying on them to bring you the apples. But if they bring you three apples and you say, you know what, I'm hungry and I want three of them, I wanna eat all three, but I'm gonna sacrifice a little bit and I'm gonna put one in the ground. So now every day they bringing you the three apples and you put one in the ground. Then one day they get mad at you like people do. They get funny with you. They fire you like people do. They cut you off like people do. I ain't bringing you no more apples. I don't like the way you look. I don't like the way you talk. I don't like that God you serve. You too holy. You too. Whatever they want to say, they cut you off. And you say, well, you know what? <laughs> I got a seed in the ground. <laughs> That's a good one. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that's right. And even though your seed might not have even produced the way you want it to, right. it's in the ground. It's in the ground. And my Bible says in Genesis 8, 22, for as long as the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. That's right. That's what it says. The earth's still here, ain't it? Okay, then. 10, 10, 80. Try to get that into your mindset of, and again, that's just a starting point because because as you as you really grow to that point, you you start giving more than ten, you start saving more than ten. There are people I I, I read they 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 live off of forty percent. They giving they giving thirty percent, saving thirty percent or or forty percent, and just living off of four. Because after a while, they cut down they cut down on what they living on. They, because the the house got paid off or what? Because the way they structured them, it's all about stewardship. See, the God says that we are the head and not the tail. Amen. But see, the reason the way that that shifts is because there's a saying that says that the tail wags the dog. Well, that's what happens when the money the money wags us. Now, real quickly on this tie thing, I'm gonna hit this and I'm gonna be through with that because I ain't got time to deal with this old mess called tie. Amen. Because here it is, the reason why I call it a mess is because do I tie? 
And see, now I could have came with the scripture, you know, Malachi 310, all oh, the has a man rob God, you know, and manipulation. Because there's plenty of ways I can get the money out of your pocket. That ain't what I'm trying to do. Amen? Because it's all psychology. I can figure out the way because there's a curse upon a cursing. You know, and then I can bring the widow's mic. The widow gave her last. She didn't have nothing. And then the money started flowing, you know, and the, the bread flowed. Or I could give the scripture about the woman who was who came in and Jesus said, oh, she gave more than the rich folks. You know, all that stuff. We get all these scriptures because really people just trying to get money out your pocket. I ain't trying to get money out your pocket. I'm trying to get a word to you. Because see, if you change your mindset, see, it's, it's more about the attitude. It ain't about the amount. See, it's about the attitude. Amen. Amen. But now, real quickly on the tithe thing, see, people don't realize what tithe really is. Tithe is spelled what? T I T H E. Mm -hmm. I'm finna give you something right here that'll, that'll bless you. Bless me. Tithe is T I T H E. Right? I heard this years ago and it switched my thing on the tithes. T I T H E. T I T H E. Tithe. The tie the tie the tie the see we've been saying tithe but God told me one one time years ago he said no tie the now that's that King James verb you know the what does the really mean I mean you so then I'm saying well God tie the to what he said, to me. Tie thee to God. Tie thee to God. See, that's what tithing really does. It, it ties us to God. It binds us to God. But see, here's the thing that, that I'm really trying to get to you uh, about tithing. Because some people say, well, well, tithing is the old law. And it's under the law. And we don't really have to do that no more. We under a new covenant, this, that, and the other. Even though tithing really existed before the law, because Abraham says in the scripture, tithe to Melchizedek. And then it says the Melchizedek blessed him. Amen. So there's a blessing in the tithing. Amen. That was before the law. The law came with Moses. Abraham was way before Moses. Amen. Even Christ mentions tithing when he says that the Pharisees were tithing in the scripture, in the New Testament. So I'm not here to debate the thing about the law. See, people who want to debate that, they should really, let's get down to the root. You're really trying to debate whether you want to give or not. Yes. Amen. Because, see, when you look at tithing, as tithe to God. See, take it outside of the religious part of it all. Because, see, some of us can get so religious with the 10%. I've seen it before. And, 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 you know, pastor, we laugh about it when we get around and talk to each other. But, but people will give you stuff like, you know, $39.52. <laughs> so now you know that they made $390.52. Or whatever that 10% is. Amen. They get it down to the penny. That's religious. So you're telling me that you gotta you gotta get God down to like a, a Georgia Power Bill? Georgia Power Bill, you $39.52. You're like, I ain't get them no more than that. And we do God the same way. You can't give God 40? I mean, what's 48 more cents? And just to round it up. That is, that's good, Pastor. Well, just to round it up. Because see, you don't understand what tithe really is. You don't understand that you're tying yourself to God. But I'm finna break it down even further for you. See, we start off with the offering. 
when we first come to God. You know, we, you know, we get that little balled up, crumpled up $5 bill in the pocket. It's so balled up, so tight. that, that I, I've seen it before. Ain't nobody in here. You know, I ain't, I ain't talking about nobody in but I've seen it before. The money's so tight. I'm like, it take me a minute to unfold the money. I'm like, they, they slowing down my process. I'm trying to record the money. I got to sit here and uncrumple $5 bill and dollar bills. You know what I'm saying? And I, don't get me wrong. I love money, but I'm just saying, it let me know the heart of the person that gave. You couldn't even present your God. You couldn't even present the thing back to God properly. You balled it. It's all balled up like you really didn't want to give it in the first. That's called an offering. It's like a, it was a sacrifice to you. Amen. But see, an offering says that I have faith in what God is going to do. It, it does connect you to the faith of God. But guess what? We, we, we're supposed to be above offering. Why? Because Christ already offered Christ already paid it all. So no, God don't need our money because God already paid it all. Christ paid the price. We, there's nothing we can pay God. They, I, I don't ever want anybody here to say that I got to pay my offering or I got to pay tithe. You're not paying God for nothing. You can't pay the bill. You cannot pay the bill. So get that off your mind. You're not paying nothing. You can't pay the bill. The bill already been paid. But then tithing, we graduate to that. We get our little 10% and we get happy with that. We stay stuck on that. It becomes religious to a point where we don't even think about it. We just cut it off and it's like it's 10% and we just do the math on it and we go on about our business and we become like the Pharisee because it makes us feel good that, that we gave to God. We, we, we've given him his, his, his portion. And that says, yeah, we got trust in God. We, we, trust, we trust the system that God has, but we just give him his portion. But God, how many know that God is really not trying to keep us there? He's really wanting us to just become what he is, which is a giver. Do you think God is when, he, when you asking him to, to set you free, he says, I'm just going to give you 10% of freedom? My God. What if God gave us just 10% of freedom? See, that's why I don't like the tithe thing, because we limiting ourselves. We limiting the what God truly is. Because what if God only gave us 10%? He only gave you 10% in your mind when you almost lost it. He only gave you 10% of your healing when your body was attacking you. He only gave you 10% of deliverance when you needed to be delivered. He only gave you 10% of the finances that you needed when you was about to go broke. He only gave you 10% of, of what you needed. What if he only did that to us? He says, oh, well, I've given. See, it ain't about the amount. It's about your attitude. See, people, people, who, people who, who, who trust. See, uh, giving, giving is about resting in God. See, offering is faith. Faith believes that, that God can. I believe God can do this. I offer something. I believe God can do this. Trust is your tithe. Because you're saying, I, I, God, God will. He, he will for me. You know, because it says in Malachi, you know, test me. I get that part. You know, test me, and I open up the windows of heaven and, 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 and pull you out a blessing that you have no room to receive. Right? But giving 
is offering tithe and giving, being a giver. That means I rest in God. That means I know who I'm connected to. Even if I gave it all away, I know what that is more to come. If God lays it on my heart to give it all away, now that's not everybody. Everybody ain't called to that. Because see, another way they'll get the money out of you is that rich young ruler story. When God say, you know, the rich young ruler came to him. I done did all this. Well, he said, give all your money away. And so that's how they placed the vile poverty on us. God ain't told everybody to do that. He was speaking to that specific man's heart because he said, he said, he said, it said right before that, that God, that Christ loved him. And I said, well, God don't love me like that. That's me to get all my money away from him. <laughs> That's not a story. But no, it says that it says that, that what Christ really was doing was going after his heart. He was saying, because remember the man was asking, saying, God, I'll follow you. So God says, I want to know where your heart is. I want to know where your heart is. Be willing to give up everything that you consider your source. So that you can connect to the truth, so, so that you can rest in me. I know you offer things. I know you got faith in me. I know you tithe and, and give. I know you trust me. But do you rest in me? Do you rest in me? See, people who entrust their lives to Christ, they don't worry about tithing. Is, is it commanded in the New Testament? See, the attitude takes over the amount. One day I, I might give this, the next day I might give that, the other day I might empty the checkbook. It don't matter. I'm, I'm living on what God is telling me to do. I'm doing what God is telling me to do. And see, that again, they'll use that Malachi 3.10, you know, test me, test me. And that's, don't get me wrong, that's what I use to come out of my bondage of not giving. But I got freedom from that, even from that, because that's the law. And baby, we don't live in the law no more. We got the grace to give. We got the power to be givers. And he said what? Pour out a blessing. He said he'll open up the windows of heaven. Right? This the windows of heaven. Right? He says I'll pour out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive that in an overflow. But think about it. This is how we come to God. With this little cup. And he said, I'm going to pour out a blessing. I ain't going to make no man this time. I'm going to pour out a blessing. That you don't have room enough to receive. Uh-huh. Right? And we run around the church. Oh, Lord Jesus. He opened up the window of heaven. And we get happy on that. But that was the law. Yes. We are in the grace. Yes. Yes. We don't have to stand outside of the window. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We are in the house. Glory. We wears all that. Uh-huh. And why are we standing there with a thimble? Ah! That we can't even receive all that God is giving. God say, no, you need to come out here with your bucket. So when I start pouring, you can get filled all the way up. You can get as much as I got to give. You can get it all. I can fill you all the way up. Yes, yes, yes. I can fill you all the way up. I almost really had a mess, didn't I? <laughs> See, we got to get out. We can, we, we fine standing outside the window. God say, come in the house. Come in the house. Come to the source and rest. See, as long as you standing outside the house, ladies and gentlemen, you looking in the window, you ain't getting no rest because you got to be around where the window open at. God house big. That window might be open today. That window might be open tomorrow. So you constantly running around looking for open windows. Mm. When all you got to do is take your butt in the house and chill and rest. Jesus. Yes. Yes. 
and rest and say, God, everything in here is yours and whatever yes, you give me, yes, I give back yes, to you and then, then then you make it happen. It says what? One plants the seed, the other does the water and God provides the increase. God provides the increase. God, all we got to do is just rest in that thing. Rest in the source. Rest in the source. And you don't have a money problem. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You do not have a financial issue. You just got to rest in who the source is. God, order my steps. God, direct my spending. Let me know what to buy and what to spend. God, show me where to save money. See, God is a couponer. Amen. He'll help you out. Won't he, Charlotte? He'll put all the deals together. But we got to be willing to do the things in order for things to free up. There's plenty of stuff that I want. I got very rich, luxurious taste. And Lord, my wife, no, she do. Amen. But at the same time, there's a there's a plan and there's a purpose and there's a process. Everything can't happen all at one time. Yeah, you can go out today and they'll give you everything that you ask for. You can go right down the street now, I mean, down in the last one, go to the Mercedes-Benz dealership and get you a Mercedes-Benz. You can go get qualified for a three, four hundred thousand dollar house. You can pull that car down, but three months later, they're gonna come get the car. Three more months after that, they're gonna come get the house. And before all that, the lights was cut off. Why? Because we didn't manage the things properly, living beyond and above our means at the time. At the time. God said, take care of what you got now. You know, we believe back in the day that prosperity, I believe for a mansion, I believe for a mansion. But you won't take care of the apartment you live in. You tearing up somebody else's stuff, but you want to believe God for a mansion. I'm finishing right here. See, it's all about relationship. It's all about relationship. But we got a relationship with the source. We got, if you don't get nothing else out of that, we got a relationship with the source. So we operate in God's economy. See, when we when we give, it's not, we're not losing anything. We actually connecting. We connecting. We connecting. We connecting to something. See, giving is where I said I'm resting in God. See, we learn to trust God through our giving. We rest in God through our giving. We we live confidently on what's left because we know God is gonna take care of that. God is going to take care of that. See, I, I, I tested God. I said, okay, God, if I give, because I used to be like that. If I give, then I won't have the money. What happens if this happens? What? God said, if you give, I'm going to take care of the rest of the stuff. That's why, that's why you, you live in a house for 15 years and stuff don't break down. Until 15 years. You know, I had my condition break down. But, you know. but that 15 years. That's a long time. He's like, you should have been saving up over the 15. <laughs> Which I was. Amen. Amen. Yeah, $5,600, Lord Jesus. But the, what I'm saying, though, is, is the fact that, that God will watch over the rest. He will watch over the rest. See, we give in order to express our worship and honor to God. God, this is really not mine. I'm just returning back just a portion. Just a, it's just a symbolism. It's just a representation. 
Because he gave Adam and Eve what? The, Adam and the woman, the, the whole entire world. And he said, all I want you to do is just leave this one little thing alone. And I always say, when I get to heaven, that's the first question I'm going to ask God. You was going to give them another tree too, wasn't you? You just wanted to see if they was going to operate like you. You just wanted to see if they were going to operate like you. He just want to see if we going to operate like him. Are we going to be givers of our time, of our talent, and our treasure? Are we just going to be givers? Giving is a lifestyle. It's not a Sunday thing. It's how you live. It's how you live. It's how you live. Amen.